Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Everyday Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Green. This is a podcast where we remind ourselves that God deserves every praise from every creature every day. This season, we are discussing how the struggle is real. Last week, we discussed struggling with guilt. If you missed that episode, I would certainly appreciate it if you would go back and have a listen. As always, this podcast is a podcast with the Scattered Abroad Network of Podcasts, sponsored by the Memphis School of Preaching, as well as the Forest Hill Church of Christ that oversees the Memphis School of Preaching and our work with this podcast network. We appreciate them very, very much. A quick note to any of our listeners who might be listening on Google Play. I recently was told that very soon Google Podcast is going away. And so uh, if you listen on Google Play or uh, Google Podcast, the Google App Store or, or whatnot, you might want to find another way to get our podcast at Scattered Abroad, another app such as perhaps Podbean or Spotify or Stitcher. There's plenty of different apps to choose from out there, and so hopefully you can do that because uh, we don't want to lose you as uh, listeners to the podcast. I want us to go ahead and get started with our discussion for this week, and our discussion this week is struggling with family drama. The Bible actually has a lot to say about this subject. The, the Bible talks about everything that pertains to life and godliness, according to 2 Peter 1 verse 3. And the more I study the Bible, the more I realize that that is true. Did you know that the Bible covers this subject, again, in quite a bit of detail? And it's certainly a good thing, because we all deal with family drama. Think about everyday disagreements that come up in family sometimes. Maybe disagreements about finances or monetary well-being or whatnot. Land. Do you remember when the herdsmen of Lot contended with the herdsmen of Abraham? Genesis chapter 13. That was family drama. Now Abraham, to his credit, he handled that very well because uh, he ended up letting Lot choose the land that he wanted. And we know the rest of that story, by the way. Lot didn't really choose wisely because he ended up going towards the land of Sodom and Gomorrah, which was a very sinful place. But anyways, that situation in Genesis chapter 13 was essentially family drama, wasn't it? What about, uh, speaking of Abraham, something that he did not handle very well, and that was when Sarah gave him her handmaiden Hagar to have a baby with, resulting in the birth of Ishmael. Genesis chapter 16 Later, of course, the true son of promise came along through Sarah, and that was Isaac. But what did that result in? Well, it resulted in family drama. The descendants of Ishmael and Isaac still fight to this very day. The descendants of Ishmael being the Arab peoples, and the descendants of Isaac being the Jews. What about Joseph and his brothers? You remember when uh, Jacob showed favoritism to Joseph, and his brothers, of course, didn't like that? They ended up selling him into slavery in Genesis chapter 37. Again, family drama. And you can read a lot more of stories that essentially we could describe as family drama in the Bible. We haven't even touched the hem of the garment. You think about uh, David and, and Solomon and, and many others that we could describe in this fashion. So the question then becomes how do we deal with family drama when it inevitably comes up in all of our lives? Uh, number one, you have to remember to always conduct yourself as a Christian. You may experience family drama in your life 
so severe that it causes you suffering. But if and when that takes place, when you may suffer because of uh, family pressure, we might say, family drama, make sure that you're suffering as a Christian. That's what Peter tells us in 1 Peter 4, verse 16. He says, If anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in this matter. You may face persecution, even from your own family, as a Christian. If that happens, remember, conduct yourself as a Christian. When you are reviled, do not revile again. That's how Jesus reacted to persecution, and we must be the same in our reaction as well. Some people, upon obeying the gospel, have found themselves at odds with family members who disagree, who have not become Christians. It ends up causing a lot of conflict. Some have even been kicked out of their house. Others have been made fun of or ridiculed or no longer welcome at holiday get-togethers or what have you. Some have, been, uh, have found themselves in tremendous family arguments and strife because uh, one side of the family is wanting to do right and live for the Lord, and the other side of the family doesn't want anything to do with it. So that brings us to our next point. Our first point was that you have to always conduct yourself as a Christian. Make up your mind to do that. But number two, remember the words of Jesus in Matthew chapter 10. Beginning in verse number 29, Jesus says in Matthew chapter 10, So Jesus answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for, for my sake and the gospels who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions, and in the age to come, eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last first. Listen further in Matthew chapter 10, skipping down to verses 36 through 39. Jesus says, A, a man's enemies will be those of his own household. Does that sound like family drama to you? Sounds like family drama to me. A man's enemies will be those of his own household. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who uh, does not take up his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it, and he who loses his life for my sake will find it. Family drama. Christians are certainly not immune to it. Not at all. So I want us to pose some questions for you as we get ready to wrap up this week's short episode. I'll let you think about these and study what the Bible has to say about them. But it's important to realize that these are very real issues that you may face one day, or you might be currently facing as an everyday Christian. And so these questions are important for us to think about. Number one, what are you going to do, Christian, if your wife divorces you? And it was not for a scriptural reason, found in Matthew chapter 19, verse 9, and she leaves you high and dry. Family drama. You better marry the right person so that hopefully you don't have to worry about that. You better marry a Christian. But you may find yourself in that situation one day. What are you going to do? Are you still going to serve the Lord? 
Are you uh, still going to keep yourself pure and, and in a godly relationship? And that is if, if uh, one finds himself where he cannot marry scripturally, then what does he have to do? He has to live the celibate life, doesn't he? And, and that can be very, very difficult. And I know people that, that struggle through that very thing. But again, as a Christian, we have to do what's right. We have to conduct ourselves as Christians. Number two, uh, a similar one. What are you going to do if, let's say, let's say you're an elder in the church, and let's say that your son divorces his wife for an unscriptural reason, and then he marries another, and so he finds himself in an unscriptural marriage. Again, Matthew chapter 19, verse number 9. But he still wants to cling to that fellowship with you, even though he's in unrepentant sin. Family drama. Are you going to change your stance in a situation such as that? Are you going to restudy the issue, and are you going to come up with some kind of loophole that you think will let you endorse your son's unscriptural marriage? Or are you still going to stand for the truth of what God's Word plainly teaches? Let's say that uh, you are that new Christian that we kind of alluded to earlier this episode, perhaps a, a teenager who just obeyed the gospel. You've got your plans. You, you plan on going to college. You hope to get started on the right foot and, and you get your college done in three or four years, and then you want to get married and start a family. But your dad kicks you out of the house because you obeyed the gospel. All of a sudden, you've got to get a job just to take care of yourself, just to make ends meet. And so college is off the table, at least for a little while, and until you can get back on your feet. What are you going to do? You're going to turn your back on the Lord so that life can get easier for a moment? Family drama. Number four, let's say that let's say that your children were raised to be Christians. Let's say that you as a Christian parent tried your best to rear your children and the nurture and admonition of the Lord to train up the children in the way that they should go so that when they're older they would not depart from it. But they were for a while Christians, but let's say that 10 years in, after they have left the house, they've married non-Christians, they've been pulled away from the Lord, and now let's say that you've got two children and both of them are unfaithful. Are you going to practice church discipline? Matthew 15, verses 18 through 20, teaches very plainly that when we are at odds with brethren because of sin, that we should. We should practice church discipline. We should, uh, first of all, realize that if a brother, and and that means a family relationship, a Christian family relationship, if, if a brother sins against us, we need to go to that brother or sister between uh, us and, and him alone, us and her alone, and, and then we need to take two or three witnesses with us, and then we need to take it before the church. And if they still refuse to hear us, what does the Bible tell us? Then it tells us that we need to withdraw from them. We need to realize that the relationship then is as if they were a heathen and a publican, a tax collector, a sinner. Are we going to do that, even as incredibly difficult as it would be? Are we, are we going to do that, or are we just going to let it slide? Are we going to pretend like everything's okay while they continue down the road to destruction? Family drama. These are just a few examples of things that you might run into as a Christian. 
related to struggling through family drama. But I want you to remember this scriptural advice. And that is, number one, again, always conduct yourself like a Christian. Teach the truth in love. Try to restore the erring in a spirit of gentleness, Galatians 6, verses 1 and 2. Avoid being a hypocrite. Don't call somebody out for one thing while you're doing the very same thing, or you're guilty of something else, and and maybe you're turning a blind eye to your problems. So don't be a hypocrite. Conduct yourself like a Christian. Number two, understand that sometimes family drama is going to come with the territory of being a Christian. I believe wholeheartedly that part of the persecution that is promised to us as Christians, the Bible says that all who live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. I believe that wholeheartedly part of that, in many cases, is family drama that results from us wanting to do right, wanting to be faithful Christians when family members don't want to have it. Well, we need to remember the promise of Jesus found in Matthew chapter 10 then. We need to remember that we must love Him more than we love anyone else or anything else, including our very family. You know, I was thinking about this the other day, and I even said a prayer to God. I said, Lord, please help me and my wife, number one, to train our children in the way that they should go. But if we find one day that they have left you, Lord, please give us the strength to do what is right. Please give us the strength to discipline them in the way that your word says in hopes that that would bring them back. That's a tough prayer. And for those who may find themselves in a situation like that, I can't imagine how terribly difficult that must be. But if we love our children or we love other family members that are not in a saved relationship with with Jesus, then we've got to do what we can to set a good example for them and to teach them to not approve of their sin, to stand firm in the truth of God's Word. Family drama, it's difficult. I can't imagine some of the difficulties that maybe you, the listener, might be facing as it pertains to this. But I want to encourage all of us to keep persevering, even in the face of persecution, even when struggling through family drama, I want to encourage us to keep the faith. I appreciate you, the listener, for tuning in to this episode of the Everyday Christian Podcast, and I hope that, Lord willing, you'll tune in next Monday as we continue with the discussion of The Struggle is Real.